This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Highway on my podcast with Rocky Mayur and Abhinandan. We're back. We're hungry. And we are on Highway on my podcast with Rocky Mayur and I am Abhinandan Sekri. We are taking you across the country on highways since you can't go to the highway. We will bring the highway to you through this podcast and this episode the efficient super efficient Mayur has told us the route we took when we went to Assam. In fact, we started from Kolkata, Shanti Niketan, and then we went to Bokaghat, Sonitpur, Tezpur, Karupetia, Sonapur, Guwahati, and Nong, Nongpoh. Mayur, take a bow. I'm amazed that you could put this together because I don't even remember whether I was alive or dead when I did this schedule. Okay, this is a good time to plug the books. Thanks to Highway on My Plate and Highway on My Plate 2. They're a great reference for all the places we ate at when we went on Highway on My Plate. And extra brownie points credit to Rocky because there was one stage where I was grumbling about having to spend all this extra effort to write the book. And he said, later we'll have an easy resource that we'll be able to look up. So Baba Rocky, you looked into the future and you saw it. Well done. Yes, I often look into the future, but I never realized that only after six podcasts, Nikku will get so used to us. Gharki, Murgi, Dal, Brava, that you stop calling us the two biggest men in the food scene in India. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I actually thought of doing that, but I said it's getting repetitive. I was trying to think of something new. So I thought I yeah, will. But it's in the absence of something new, this is like a takia kalam. Yeah? I like that line because it's true. Then we shall stick to it. It's true. With a, If you can find two men with the combined body weight to even bypass one and a half of them, uh, we can give you the title, but you will have to take it from the cold, dead hands of Rocky and Mayu. <laughs> so, with the two biggest men in Indian food and travel, we will take you across Assam. We have one of my favorite meals, Arundamot Rocky Mayur, some fantastic landscapes and dhabas that we stopped at, and one mistake that I made earlier, which I shall correct today. But before that, thank you all those of you who've written to us, who've told us what you like, what you'd like us to do, and who have shared your own food stories. Guys, the response is overwhelming. We are touched. And I'm sure with this community that we create, we will be able to get out there once this COVID is behind us and hit the highway again and meet many and several of you as we make our way across the country. So stay tuned for that. Check out our newsletter, which we'll tell you how to subscribe to as we go forward on this podcast. But Rocky, tell me, when we get to Assam, where are you taking us first? And by the way, we are going to tell you the detailed experience of trying the spiciest um, mirchi, mircha, kya mirchi. Pepper of its time. So now you have invent It was an experience. No, it is. And just the state of Assam. Now, I want to tell you that I have a very, very old link with Assam. My grandfather spent most of his working life in Assam. He was uh, in the Signals Regiment in the Indian Army. And from 1952 to almost 1967, he was up there in Assam and in uh, Shillong. He used to spend the summers in Shillong and then he would come down to Tezpur in Assam for the winters. And uh, he traveled a lot in that area. So, you know, I've grown up on old stories about Assam. And then just, the, you know, when I think of Assam, I think of Bhupen Hazarika's voice here. It is beautiful. It's gentle. It's, you know, it just transports you to another time where the world wasn't as fast and, and sharp and snappy and cutting as it is today. It's just a gentler time, a gentler world, a slower watch, you know, time slows down when you come to Assam. It is, Assam is just timeless. It is, it's one of those beautiful places that if you haven't been to, you should really consider putting it on your travel agenda. 
it is truly a magnificent state and and that's the sort of frame of mind i'm in right now so i'm slowing down and your dil is hum hum karoing i'm sure but <laughs> me before you know i throw to you i just want to you know remember this one thing that when we were doing this we were driving from bengal into assam and my father when i was a child when i think i was between the ages of 4 and 6 or maybe 5 and 7 he was posted to siliguri i remember one evening when everybody was at the hotel i just took the car and i went to the bagdogra i think was no not bagdogra i don't know basically whatever was the cantonment at the time and i went there and the barracks and everything was exactly the same and it was just such a trip going back there cuz i remember you know running around there as a child but of course everything around had changed but the cantonment was the same and that's what i love about army cantonments they bloody remain the same no matter how many years go by even the jhula we used to jhulo on had not been changed clearly the budgets are being cut and put elsewhere if the jhula that i used when i was 6 was still there when i went there when i was like 40 or 39 years old yes and and knowing you siliguri is in west bengal so you should be aware of that right before you start talking yeah, yeah, about yeah i know i i said that <laughs> i missed it yeah So Mayo, what are you going to feed us as we drive into Assam? A different story than I was planning because you said Bagdogra and Bagdogra reminds me that whenever you fly into the airport there, they actually have the best food that we've eaten at an airport in India. Yes, man. Right? How many how many times we've eaten there? In in fact, we used to make sure we don't eat breakfast so that we could go to that airport and eat. And why? Because it's run by the co-op here. All the people that work there are completely invested in it, and they take a lot of care. And that's great food here. Yeah. So that's that's a that's a great example of like just taking ownership and everybody serves it there with love. They're very happy to explain the dishes. They're proud of the food of their state. And I think as we go on our journey today, we're going to find that that's one thing that defines the people of Assam. They're really proud of their food. They've always like trying to figure out how to like put their little hooks and climb over and climb over the Great Wall of Bengal because a lot of people stop at Bengal. They don't realize that the food of Assam is just as powerful and just as complex and just as historical. and before i forget we also have to talk about uh, the kamakhya temple man i remember our trip the kamakhya temple was quite a trip itself so rocks you want to start with food or travel oh no no the kamakhya temple now that you mentioned it here i mean that is uh, it is a absolutely stunning little place it has huge history and mythology connected to it and as you drive into guwahati there's a big hill and uh, you know it sort of dominates the entire cityscape in fact when you go up on your way to kamakhya devi mandir you'll be able to look out and see the whole city of guwahati laid out before you and uh, it is just a beautiful temple of course once you get there it has a history of uh, you know animal and other things sacrifice i mean human sacrifice was popular over there thankfully it doesn't happen anymore but there's a lot of animal sacrifice so be prepared for those of you who are faint of heart remember that when you walk into the kamakhya temple and, and you must go there you'll have things like birds and ducks and pigeons and small animals and even large animals like buffaloes that have been brought there for sacrifice and uh, it is quite a sight and as you go into the temple like you go into the bottom there is blood everywhere so you know that's something to keep in mind uh, these are all rituals i am not going to judge them and say if it's good or bad or whatever it is but what i'm going to say is that uh, be ready for it if you ever go there and uh, you know it's just part of mythology of of a people who have who have been there i mean the ahoms uh, the ahom rulers were ruled assam for 600 years so there's a lot of culture and a lot of tradition and a lot of history there take that as it is but when we went rocks i think they it had just been post a sacrifice or a festival probably because they were washing the blood i remember and this place which you know fills up with blood and fluids around the temple you could see you know the coagulated blood and they were hosing it down so it was a bit 
disturbing if you don't like that. But it's not like that all the time. I think they have particular times when they do the sacrifice because I've been there once before and there was nothing. So I think it really depends on what time you get there. And interesting trivia, uh, the first assistant director of Highway and I played for the first two episodes was a young boy named Kamakya who now is in Bombay and he's made a film called Ghor. He's grown up to be a really talented writer and director and he's gone on to make a movie. Uh, but his name was Kamakya. Remember Kamakya, guys? Yeah, long head. He would put it, he put that little headband into it. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful lad. So, yeah, he's, uh, really he's really grown up. Kamakya was like 55 kilos when he worked with us. He is now 135 kilos. So, <laughs> so he's really grown. <laughs> His graph has even been sharper than mine. <laughs> he had good training. But yeah, but the, but the sacrifice happens every day. It happens uh, early in the morning. So, you know, you'll miss most of it if you go there during the day. But during festivals and on busy days, uh, you know, it carries on. But but that's not why it's important. It's important because it's just a beautiful place and there's great viewpoint there. So if you stand there, you can actually look out and see all of Guwahati. And uh, what a city it is. Yeah, I mean, uh, are, we, are we in Guwahati now? Mayur, where are we? Where are we? What are we talking about? Yeah, yeah, we've landed in Guwahati. Let's talk about Guwahati. Guwahati is paradise. Yes, uh, paradise. Let's start with paradise. It was my favorite meal. Until we went to this one particular place in Hyderabad, I've forgotten the name as usual. But I'm sure Rock and Me will remind me when we get to our Andhra episode. It had the first time, by the way, we've been to Guwahati several times, like many times. The first time when there, they had this Assamese thali, which had the most amazing mutton curry. And it was in that, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, then I probably will be. It's not brass, right? But it's a yellow metal thali. And it has little, little katoris. And it has the most amazing, shocking white rice with this mutton curry. And they used to have this little shot of, I think it was uh, Amlika. And that, it, you took it like a shot. And I remember I asked for two, three shots. They said, Ek thali ke ek hi milta hai. Since you're only having that and you don't seem to be having anything, we'll give you a few more. <laughs> but it was one of my favorite meals. I always look back at what they did with the mustard, with their mutton curry. I, like I said, I'm not much of a foodie, but that place, you know, had me floored. Mm, that thali was called the Parampara Thali. Right. And what are the veg like, man? The veg was fantastic. First time I tried a pitika, which which the Assamese do. You can do it with eggplant. You can do it with tomato. You can do it with uh, they do it with uh, dried fish also. But the one I had was the potato one with the chilies and the mustard oil. Very sharp. Do you remember that? Yeah, no, I remember the pitika. Amla juice. And and they also had this one sabzi. I don't know what it was called. It was a mix between I think uh, parmal and a loki or it was a veg thing. I, I really liked it. It was very beautifully spiced. Rocky, what did you think of the Paradise Thali, man? And, and were you sad when you went the second time they had discontinued the Amla shot? <laughs> oh, I, I don't think they discontinued the Amla shot because I went there about... The last time I went there was about two years ago, I think, when I was on my way to Kaziranga. And I go to Guwahati often. I mean, the last time I went there was February, which is like uh, not even two months ago. I mean, two, just over two months ago. So I'm... There quite often, and uh, I didn't go to paradise this time. But the last time I went, they gave me the shot of amla soup. It was pretty fantastic. And uh, the parampara thali is, is brilliant because, you know, you can have like a mutton thali or a fish thali. And the fish is just the highlight of Assam. I mean, remember, Assam is the land of the Brahmaputra. This is a mighty, mighty river. It is huge. It's it's like, a I mean, the, the largest island on the Brahmaputra, the population of that is like 25,000 or something. It's a huge island. And this is a massive river. So when you go to Guwahati and you look by the river, you know, you, you see this magnificent waterscape and uh, you'll see dolphins. I mean, every time we've gone there, we've seen dolphins just outside Guwahati. 
so it has been uh, truly a pleasure to to go to Guwahati every time. So we had that, but yeah, fish is everywhere in Assam. Fish is the staple. You will there are a hundred rivers, there's a thousand tributaries, there's just water everywhere. And in fact, you know, this is what we were discussing last time. You remember, Niku, we were talking about uh, how there's a little pond in front of each and every single home, which yes. is full of fish, it's full of ducks, and is used to, you know, supply drinking water, wash the pots and pans, washing water. Each home used to be completely independent. And, and the saddest part now, and, and you know, in the last 20 years, I think Assam has changed more than any other state as far as I'm concerned, because only as recently as the last 20 years, the water pipelines have reached everywhere. And these little ponds are just drying up. I mean, if you go there now, none of them have this water. In fact, we had one really fun sequence of shooting. We were this one particular dhaba and most of the, you know, dhabas or the restaurants, I mean, not restaurants, but the dhabas or the shacks are on stilts over there because during the monsoon, the Brahmaputra and whatever other rivers, they really swell up. So, you know, all these places are on these 8, 10 to 15, 20 feet high stilts, which makes it look really beautiful. In fact, those of you who will subscribe to the newsletter, you'll see the photographs of us on stilts. And Rocky and Noor, I remember we did a sequence. You guys go back and try fishing in one of these big ponds. And I think one of you almost fell in. Or did I fall in? Someone was falling in. I no, it was, it was me. I was sitting down by the edge of the pond trying to catch fish. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the pond gave way and I almost landed face first into the water. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I couldn't catch a fish, so we had to. But I did manage to catch a duck after that, so we had a duck curry. Yes, we did. In fact, we've had which pigeon is again, which is again popular, duck. huh? It's it's the second most popular bird, the third most popular bird in Assam. Mayur, you want to tell us what's the most popular bird in Assam? Chicken, pigeon. No, I think. There was the pigeon curry everywhere, pigeon, right? Pigeon curry. Paro, paro, pigeon. Yeah, pigeon, pigeon curry. They call it pigeon curry, and I was I was wondering what pigeon is, and I was like, what is pigeon? It doesn't really sound like anything I ever had before until I realized it's pigeon. So that, that was a revelation for the first time. But yeah, pigeons are really popular in Assam. In fact, we should invite them to our cities here. You know, we should have more Assamese in our cities because the number of pigeons here is just ridiculous. I don't think it's the same pigeon they eat or maybe it is, I don't know. But it has very little meat, um, you know, if you're used to a bird like chicken or duck. But Rocky was talking about a Brahmaputra. You know, we did a sequence on the banks of the Brahmaputra where... I guess, you know, uh, during the immersion, all the ideas that are immersed had been washed ashore and they were, you know, lying there, rotting or whatever it is. And the Gangetic dolphin is called a Seuss. And it just like comes up, broop, broop, and you keep seeing it, you know, come up and down. And um, apparently, you know, during the good old days, you could see it even till Varanasi, right? Now you don't, of course, because of pollution. Yeah, you can see it everywhere. And, and the stunning part is that the, uh, the Gangetic dolphin is blind. Because it lives in these really muddy waters, so it's basically working on uh, on like sonar, and uh, you know, it's it's sort of zapping and calling inside. But you see them everywhere. You see them breaking water. Of course, like all mammals, they need to breathe, so they need to come out of the water to be able to breathe. But uh, Guwahati is a magnificent river, you know. And now, uh, you guys may not know this, but they have a Guwahati River uh, trip now. You can stay on boat and go up river and check it out. And they have a beautiful statue of uh, Lachit Borpokan. And he's, he's like the Assamese hero, the one who sort of fought and held off the Mughals as they wanted to come into Assam. So Assamese have always been, you know, great warriors, very strong tribes and their numbers and they fought really well. And of course, he fought really bravely against the Mughals. I think he was around in like the 1630s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, something like that. I mean, uh, if, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was like 1671 or 16, something like that where he, where he fought the Mughals. 
and mayo that trip when we did um, paradise we ate at two other which specialize in tribal food and they did very interesting things with the bamboo and keep it clean uh, can <laughs> tell you tell us there was a bamboo achar there was like 100 things with bamboo and bamboo derivatives in fact even the entire decor was done with bamboo and bamboo leaves and jute and stuff it was called gams delicacy restaurant right and and they had like assam is very democratic eh they'll eat ducks they'll eat fish they'll eat chicken they'll eat pigeon they've got curries for everything and this place if you remember they they were using a bamboo they were using bamboo a lot they had that fish that they smoked inside the bamboo they cooked it and smoked it inside the bamboo and then they pulped it and made a paste with green chili and i think the sharp tomatoes and then they made a little sauce out of it at one end and they they were doing rice also steamed in bamboo yeah in fact yeah in bamboo they they make like these very interesting vessels with bamboo and they served us in that i'm sure they have bamboo instruments also yeah but but all the the fish over there like i said fish is staple with every meal you'll get it in some form or the other so you have this little fish which i, I think they used to call it puri mas puri mas is like a is a small fish which they fry up with chilies etc and they serve it but even if you don't have fish or you know the fish or tenga so they have a really sour or always like an elephant apple which is found in the forest it's a large strong sort of hard green colored fruit that looks like an apple but of course it's four times the size of an apple and elephants love to eat it and it's really sour and they use it to make fish curry which is delightful it's a fabulous flavor and in case they don't have fish or they don't have puri mas or they don't have the big fish which they make or tenga then they use a really small fish which they pound into chutneys along with their chilies which are called jalokia so you know whatever the name of the chili comes first before jalokia so the ghost pepper is called the bhut jalokia uh you know for example if you like the kashmiri milk it will be called the kashmiri jolokia though it has a different name in assam so so chili and fish two things that would go with every meal in some form or the other in assam delightful and rice of course yeah so the, yeah the fermented and then of course their uh, their khar oh incidentally i was reading somewhere that the otenga you have if you karate chop it or actually cut it open then inside it has this thing that looks even more in the shape of an apple and they just slice bits of that and then they cook it and that's what gives that the sour taste so you have to get through the hard outer yeah it's, it's like a gutli in yeah. inside now as we will head out of guwahati i would just like to urge the listeners that in case you want to subscribe to the newsletter where you will get some trivia and photographs and visual references to all that we speak about you can click on the link which is at the bottom of the podcast page on newslaundry.com where this podcast is you'll see a link there it opens a form or you can mail us at homp2020 at gmail.com h o m p 2020 at gmail.com and we'll mail you back that link and you can fill in your details and you will be subscribed to our newsletter so do subscribe and whatever podcast platform you listen to us on please give us a high rating or a favorable review it makes the likelihood of other people finding us that much higher and many of you have already done that because in just our third or fourth episode highway on my podcast is the number 3 podcast across all categories by the way the only ones woohoo there's the ted podcast above us and i think the bbc or the cnn podcast below us so uh, thank you so much let's make it the top 3 podcasts across all podcast platforms and not just itunes so whatever podcast platform you're on please give us a high rating or a favorable review it really helps us and let's make this community of highway on my podcasters because someone said don't use hompers <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm a podcaster, larger. So we will do that. So do subscribe and do give us a high rating, guys. Be ready with your Tezpur stories because that is 
Tejpur will be special for me for a variety of reasons. I have a couple of emails I'd just like to go through. This one is from Aisha. She says, Dear Team Hom, writing in to say a massive thank you for these episodes. Hom was one of the few TV shows that my entire family used to sit down to watch together without any complaint. And we all loved it. Growing up in a half Bengali household in Maharashtra, food has always been a huge part of my life. I live in France now. And every time I'm planning a trip to Pune, the first discussion my mother and I have is about what food we're going to eat before I've even booked my tickets. Here's the picture of the first thing I ate when I visited home. She's given us pictures of the Vada Pao from Shri Krishna Vada Pao off the Mumbai Pune Expressway. Nice. When all of this is over and you find yourselves hopefully back in Pune, please check out Survey's Pure Non-Veg Restaurant. The food there is incredible and you will not be disappointed. Mutton that falls off the bone, tambra rasa that you could drink by the liter, mind-bogglingly tasty rice. Stay safe, stay happy and I cannot wait to see what you guys make next, Aisha. Thank you, Aisha. We can't wait what we all make next. Whatever we do next, we will do together. So thank you for writing in. Yeah, thanks. Aisha, really appreciate it. You know, this is really sort of motivates us and gives us a lot of pep when we, when we hear your responses. You guys send in your mails, send in your suggestions, recommendations. I mean, this is, you know, we always looked at our show and now even at our podcast as being our podcast and our show. It doesn't really belong to us. It belongs to the highways of India, the food of India, the travel, the traveling around India. So it's just a community that just loves to talk about food and travel and the beautiful places of India. So jump right in. You know, you don't need to be invited. You don't need to be told. Uh, you don't need to be welcomed. It's as much yours as it is ours. Of course, if you're a vegetarian like Mayur, then it's less yours because so much <laughs> of it is restricted. <laughs> but, but it's still I have, yours. I have a funny France story. So the two biggest men in Indian food and travel, their book won an award in France and they had to fly down to France to receive the award. And they came back learning French. Voulez-vous, parlez-vous, oui, pensez-vous, France, gentleman. Yeah, it was like that. Yeah. And of course, they told us, they said, in case you win, you have to come on stage wearing a formal uh, a tuxedo or a formal suit. And without that, we won't be able to let you come onto the stage. And we were like, listen, boss, we are from India. We wear clothes that we were wearing 3,000 years ago while you guys were roaming around in furs and uh, animal skins. So don't tell us what to wear. We will wear our Indian traditional outfits. So Mayur and I got new pajama kurtas, really smart ones stitched for that. And of course, luckily our book won, uh, you know, book one, and we went on stage to collect it in our uh, in our Indian clothes, and it was such a moment of pride. You have photographs of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got lots of photographs of that. We'll yeah. put those in the in the newsletter. You can ch- check out the two gentlemen looking a little less scruffy than they usually do. Yeah, and this no, is no, the no, world. No, no, don't don't fall for that. There's a photograph of, of the two of us. One has a knife, the other has a gumcha wrapped around his head. When we went there. We, all the other chefs were presenting their fancy meals. We made them a really nice bhel puri and gave them uh, barfi, kaju barfis. And Rocky made malai chinguri. So we exported as much of our culture and we did it all in, not in French. <laughs> no, we didn't do it in French. And in fact, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is what I, I just want to tell you guys. It's a, it was a very proud moment for us because out of 173 countries with authors of food books from 173 countries, including people like, uh, I don't know, uh, Mayur, any famous names that you can think of in food? Anthony Bourdain was, was somewhere there. Uh, there, was a whole, there was a whole lot of, lot of people with a whole lot of books. And uh, we won. So, you know, India, India was first and our book was first. So it was just fantastic to, to be on that, on that stage with 173 countries competing for the prize. And of course, the title is Best in the World. So if you buy a book one, it'll have the title Best in the World on it. And in fact, even the second one won again. 
in a couple of years in China, but we are too modest to keep talking about that. So just know that we are we are like really cool, so then, really cool. <laughs> so we went to Tezpur, and in Tezpur we tried the hottest pepper in the world. But Tezpur is special for me because you know most of the routes we did over here, there aren't many hotels, especially when you go from here. We drove up to Arunachal, then we went further up, and there was this one hotel. It wasn't too fancy, but I really liked it because they had that pastry shop niche where we used to get pastry at night, you know, tuck it before we went to went to sleep. That was a fantastic hotel. So Tezpur has some wonderful memories, and of course, we went to Kaziranga, and you see the pictures of this strange animal we saw, which has the head of a buffalo skull and the body of Rocky. So you can check that out in the Kaziranga <laughs> press. But Tezpur is also home. Well, not Tezpur, but Assam is home to what at that time was the spiciest chili in the world, called the Bhut Jolokia. And uh, Mayu, tell us what are Covil units? It's measured. What whatever is the metric? How does it work? Technical, technical, fantastic, fantastic. Okay. By the way, Mayur is a postgraduate or graduate in zoology or botany or flowerology or something like that. By the way, zoology. I don't know about flowerology, but <laughs> when you say how spicy is a chili, the spice in a chili is measured with something called capsaicin. So if you have pure capsaicin, it's 16 million units on what is called a Scovil unit, named after this guy. And then the lower your spice unit, the less spicy it is. So your your normal green chili will be about twenty five to thirty thousand Scoville units. The Bhut Jalokia is one million four hundred and ten thousand Scoville units, which means you bite it as as we will talk about somebody who did. It basically is like taking a lighter or a blowtorch and sticking it in your mouth and setting it on fire. Although that's not how it feels. I'm sure Rocky will tell you. And I have photographs yeah. of me trying it also after that. But one Bhut Jalokia, it's like this round anda shape, but it's not as big as an anda. One of those is used to cook a full buffalo. So you can imagine how much spice quantity it has. No, it is. In fact, it's a bhujalokia is not really eaten as a chili. It's usually dipped in oil or in salt water in brine, and it's uh, made like a pickle, and then a drop of oil is added to your food to give it fire. And it is an incredibly fiery chili. I mean, you know, so so let's take your uh, normal Tabasco or uh, capsico sauce. That would have a Scoville rating of about, I'd say, ten to twenty thousand. You know, between let's say between eight and twenty thousand at the most. If a really sharp chili, you you'd get a really sharp chili like a bird's eye chili. I think it would be somewhere around two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand. But this one has a Scoville rating of one million forty thousand. And when we went there, it was the spiciest chili known to man. So you can just imagine one million forty thousand. The rating on the on the Scoville rating. It is a killer, and you know we—I'll tell you how cool it is because we went down to a, to the market in uh, Tezpur, and we were walking around, and there were hundreds of young men, you know, shopping or buying things, or hanging around like they do in markets. And we collected 30, 40 college-age boys, and we said, "All right, here's a thousand rupees for anyone who'll eat this one chili." And not a single guy came forth. You remember that, guys? Yes, but I'm glad they didn't because when we got back to the hotel, we were told that this—if you have a full one, it could even kill you. So yeah. uh, it's yeah, a sadly, it was told to us after I ate it. <laughs> yes, so, the damn thing didn't work. After all the promises they made, <laughs> all that planning gone to waste. So you'll see in the picture they sent you. We had a sequence where Rocky tried the Bhut Jolokia, and Rocky will tell you his experience, and I'll tell you mine. No, of course we were very careful. We took really good precautions. So I told these guys, I said, get me like a glass of water and get me a katori of dahi and maybe some honey. So we they, they lined up the good stuff. So we had water. Next to it, we had honey. Next to it, we had yogurt. Next to it, we had a pineapple pastry. Next to it, we had a fire extinguisher. 
next to it we had some rice and Which i was like i understand rope. we had a rope also ah, what what was the theory of the rope what was the rope there for that we'll just strangle you if you don't die <laughs> <laughs> they have tried many times but like lachit borpugan they have been unable to reach me and kill me uh, yeah so i i think uh, let me tell you my experience with it now this is a chili that very few people eat and in fact a lot of people have been watching this bhoot jalokia eating competition or remember it is still one of the spiciest naturally growing chilies in the world there are many others now which are spicier than it uh, than the bhoot jalokia there's the muruga scorpion mayur any other ones that you can think of there's the dragon dragon's breath. breath carolina reaper muruga scorpion trinidad scorpion They're all now. It's 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 like an art and science all mixed. People are the hybrid that's been created, just like many yeah. fatty varieties yeah. are created. Yeah. There yeah. are hybrids created. So the Bhuj Jalokia, the reason why it's called the Bhuj Jalokia, is because traditionally it they made a little split in it and put it in a in a lota of water uh, in the morning, and then in the evening they sprinkled that water all over the house, and all the ghosts in the house would run away because it was so spicy. So it was called the Bhuj Jalokia. That would get rid of all the ghosts in your house, and uh, you know. eating one is is not a joke i mean this is like this is not a chili that you can pass off like your neighborhood golgappe wala which i think wouldn't exceed more than 200000 on the uh, scoville rating so i took the first bite and for three or four seconds i thought i was going to die and then suddenly it sort of you know my body recovered and i was like okay maybe i can do this and then about 20 seconds so i chewed it and i swallowed it then i took a second bite and I, by this time i'd got through about 70% of the chili i'd bitten off and then i chewed it seeds and all and i swallowed it and before i could take a third bite the second bite the residue of that the capsaicin burned through the mucosa of my mouth and i thought my face is going to explode i mean i have never felt anything like it in my life i mean this was ridiculous i couldn't even imagine taking the third bite i mean i ate 70% of that chili and the only reason i could swallow it is because as soon as it hit my mouth it had burnt off all my taste buds and nerves nerve endings that sent signals to the brain that says don't eat it are you mad and after it just went through <laughs> right through my mouth that's when i realized i was going to die so yeah it's and exactly i like, i have never felt so uncomfortable so it's exactly like rocky said the only thing is that it hits you like a few seconds later you know because when you because after that when i tried that shoot i took a little you know bit and i chewed it for the first few seconds it's like okay i can feel a slight tingling but it's not much but then when you swallow it after about 5 to 7 seconds is when suddenly your mouth catches fire and you can feel the fire travel down downwards as as you've eaten it and then my god as i'd bloody gulped water and what not but the same jolokia is called a naga chili when you go to nagaland <laughs> we did it there but this entire region does amazing thing to the chili when we came back the cow was smelling of all sorts of oils because i know i had picked up about five bottles of different mirchi ka achar so they have these little little chilies these bhujulakya ka achar they have many with chilies ka achar and that kept me going for i think another 6 8 months after every lunch uh, with every lunch i'd have those chilies so that was our tezpur experience and uh, then to kazi yeah, and, and tezpur yeah tezpur is a really incredible place here let me tell me tell you a little more about it which we didn't cover on the show you know when you land in guwahati and guwahati is the gateway to the seven sisters the, the states there which is why we kept landing in guwahati every time we had to drive out either to nagaland or, or to manipur or to arunachal guwahati is the place that you usually would land in those days that was the last airport that really had regular flights commercial flights so we landed in guwahati guwahati is south of the brahmaputra so is kaziranga rocky the first time we drove all the way there the next few times for assam valley school we flew the first time it from delhi to kolkata yeah, yeah. kolkata to guwahati right 
yeah yeah either way i mean guwahati is is south of the brahmaputra and then if you drive to kaziranga all along the road you're always on the south of the river tezpur however is on the north of the of the river so you have to cross the river and there are two bridges one is just short of guwahati and then another one is about 150 170 kilometers down the road so there aren't too many options to cross the brahmaputra which is a magnificent river but if you cross over and you go to tezpur a little north of tezpur i think about 30 kilometers from tezpur is a, is a beautiful national park called nameri and nameri is one of my favorite parks because it has the the jia boroli river that sort of comes in and joins which is one of the tributaries of the brahmaputra it joins up the brahmaputra ahead of tezpur but the jia boroli has one of the most unique ways to witness wildlife the safari it's it's a uh, it's a rafting safari the river is really shallow at points the fresh water is you know water coming off the himalayas which is melting from the glaciers and coming down and the jia boroli has is completely in a jungle of in, in the nameri national park it is complete forest on both sides and as you drive in you'll get some magnificent birds that you can see there if you so if you're a birding enthusiast it is one of those places where you can you know get great shots of the merganser you can see uh, giant flocks of uh, you know huge flocks of giant cormorants you'll see the the indian thickney you'll see uh, the great thickney you'll see uh, small pratton coal you'll see river terns all kinds of beautiful beautiful birds and of course nameri is the best place in the world to see the state bird of assam which is a really really rare bird it's called the white wing wood duck and it's a wood duck because it lives in the woods in the forest and to go there and to see it is, is just a treat because you have to go into these little ponds which are covered with sort of green scum right in the middle of forest and it's really really shy so you have to be very careful it is very adventurous so if you get a chance get down there and and see it it is it's a beautiful state and it could do with more tourism and uh, you know it's some magnificent things to see man now i want to go as soon as lockdowns over i want to go there and i've been there a few times and now in tezpur you guys are forgetting that evening after that that was the evening where our camera guy ajay had just had his little daughter yes we celebrated right we celebrated the and baba deep was like ajay sir main aapko kavita sunata hu kavita sunata hu ek chhoti si nanni si chudiya but you have to introduce baba deep otherwise this may get any sense to anyone it's very funny for us but baba deep is our camp was our camera and audio assistant and he was from himachal pradesh and he had the most punjabi himachali accent that you can ever imagine he was about a 45 kilo really quiet silent gentleman until he drank and when he drank he became a poet from hell <laughs> but he was an amazing guy so you know we celebrated ajay while we were out, out there you know his daughter's arrival and uh, we had a drink and baba deep gave us gyan of the world from the hills of marshal but uh, other than you know how much wood would a wood duck duck if wood duck would could duck wood uh, <laughs> another fantastic shoot that we all did together was in the assam valley school which again knowing my sense of direction i may have got wrong but i think we went via tezpur only it's like i think an hour hour and a half from tezpur if i am not wrong was was that the route we took rocky yeah yeah it's not too far from uh, from tezpur but it's on the north of the river so it's a beautiful school by the way if you guys are looking for a boarding school it's out of we did an entire series on boarding schools around the country i loved it i think if you can grow up with that kind of a campus it has these huge fields you can imagine you're surrounded by tea gardens you're in assam the campus is mind blowing it is beautiful it is idyllic and the good thing is that your children will be safe 
because as opposed to boarding schools that you know i've been in and many of my friends have been in you know you could get into trouble because you scale the wall and you go busting bounds and you could get into trouble in the city and then you could get into shit here no students will break bounds because all around the schools there are these army posts because of you know the problem in assam at least that was the that time there are signs that you will be shot if you are trespassing <laughs> all such so as opposed to my school if you were caught busting bounds which was the, the slang for breaking the school boundary your punishment was a yellow card here it could be a bullet so, so no one busts bounds everyone stays in school but it's the most yeah, but it, it is an amazing it, it is a really really stunning school i mean not just the school campus which is completely beautiful and it's huge it's like a you know it's like a university campus but all around it are these magnificent tea gardens with these uh, army guys with their guns keeping an eye on everything so the security is absolute but once you get in you are in a little paradise i mean it is it's a magnificent run school really beautifully built some great kids from all over you know and, and about it's really about, i was so impressed yeah about 3 or 4 months ago i met uh, i spoke to a young lady who called me to interview me for some magazine and she reminded me that she is from the assam valley school and that she was there when uh, when we were shooting there so it was such a pleasure to talk to her and you know all the kids there i remember them being so articulate and confident and wonderful and they were so good at music remember they like they sang for us they had this little band they were pretty, they were damn good in fact music is an integral part of you know that entire part of the country man bengal eastward you get like music everywhere kumeo they had a great canteen also no you know i can't remember the canteen at all is that strange or what It's i remember hanging out the, in the in the courtyard with all the kids and they were singing yes i don't yes. remember anything about their food <laughs> okay yes well, we we ordered we ordered we ordered a whole bunch of food and we went to the canteen which was pretty quiet at that time and they put out a table for us into the into the lawn outside yes. there were 30 40 kids around us and we had momos and we had sandwiches and tea and we all sat there and chatted and it was really nice that was the only free time we had to chat with all the kids and we made the most of it i think we bought sandwiches and momos for everyone yes we did it was good fun <laughs> then of thank course thank you director for paying for all these things <laughs> yeah anything for kids man there was so much fun here yeah. but the uh, then we went to kaziranga national park we did a great sequence there you'll see the photographs which will be part of the newsletter then you know i'd like to go into some of the other sonitpur um, you know the samora idis dhaba Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Samaru, yeah. But I have a that, few emails with some questions. Yeah. So this is from Kolkata. Our lovely viewer has written saying, "What is Rocky's real name?" So my real and full name is uh, Sandeep Singh Hundal. But I dropped Hundal when I was about 16 years old because I became an atheist and I didn't want to carry the a name that signified who I was and where I came from and what my caste is and all that stuff. so i just kept sandeep singh which would sort of identify me as an indian a lion of an indian from it could be any state could be up or bihar or punjab or himachal or rajasthan or haryana or anything and uh, of course nobody really knew me by that name even in my school everybody used to call me rocky because that was my original name that my father gave me my father was you know he was fond of boxing and rocky marciano is the only undefeated heavyweight champion of the world so my father called me rocky after rocky marciano and then when i had to get into school in delhi they were like what sort of name is rocky singh we can't write that so give us another name and my mother of course in all her patience and wisdom looked at the register and saw sandeep was quite a popular name so she <laughs> so she called me sandeep and i was one of seven sandeeps and uh, if i remember 
in my class there was sandeep arora sandeep berry sandeep chadda sandeep bhatia sandeep buraria sandeep kunte and me sandeep singh so so basically your mother was looking out for you cuz she you always get into trouble at the moment some said ek inne kitta sandeep ne so there was a chance that you could get lost and you would not be identified it was a long term thinking beta rocky to samjhta nahi ya to samjhta nahi era very clever very clever only unfortunately nobody knew my name was sandeep everybody is always called me rocky so you know that's that's my uh, that's my story okay the second question is why is it that whenever rocky cracked a silly joke on the show it was mayur who would get embarrassed were the crew embarrassed as well well i wasn't <laughs> i was more than happy with bad jokes i think mayur ka taste i don't mayur was never embarrassed mayur were you ever embarrassed just, i'm just embarrassed by him <laughs> 44 years i've been embarrassed by him trying to run away you never know when he's going to break out and dance when he was younger it was about taking his clothes off at every given possible chance in public not all of them but as many as he could get away with without being arrested without being arrested <laughs> and then third question is yeah i i, I worried that most of the time but yeah i did i used to take my clothes off a lot when i was young and you know now i'm i'm just a terrible singer and a terrible uh, dancer but i enjoy singing and dancing so i sing and dance all the time yeah kyunki gana aaye gana aaye gana chahiye thande thande paani se nahana chahiye it's great music as long as he he keeps his clothes on okay uh, what's with the red cap that i've seen nikku wearing many times in the photos and a few shots of form well uh, i had two red caps one had been uh, given to us by the the tourism department of singapore so it carried on and the other was a divas cap uh, i used to have longish hair i still do but that time they were much longer so combing it on a daily basis when you're on the road was kind of impossible so i would wear a cap all the time uh, and how many people in the crew used to travel with rock and muir there was a total of 10 of us uh, sometimes Great. 10 sometimes 9 and for a couple of schedules uh, for i think the vital stats uh, we had 12 people because we had a production assistant and an ad separate we had a larger crew for vital stats but it could be between you know 9 and 12 depending on which show yeah you must have been must have decided to spoil us for a couple of episodes no yeah they had to take very detailed notes about the stats ki what all are the stats where is the graphic going to be so we had to have a separate person of production separate one for vital stats only yeah in fact you know a lot of people ask me they were like so what happens to all the food you guys order so much food so initially when we used to land up mayur and i used to order food and eat it then order it again and shoot with it and then at the after that when the crew used to sit down to eat we would eat with them as well but then we sort of stopped doing that and then we turned into uh, we would order the food it would be on the table we would eat a little bit and then when it finished the whole crew would attack it like demons from hell so <laughs> <laughs> so no food was ever wasted on highway on my plate not a scrap in fact we were always short on food which we then ordered later and ate uh, after the shot yeah so but you know rocky i was seeing some of the old photographs because you know i was picking out photographs for the newsletter and in fact at some point we'll make even more robust newsletters cuz there's some 5 6000 photographs i can go through all the weight difference in both of you from the first schedule to the last is bloody insane man it's ridiculous what this show did to you yeah oh god <laughs> and my journey is is smaller but i went from 78 kilos when we started to 104 at the heaviest back to like 90 and trying to stay there in life so i don't even want to do the calculation of how many kilos that was gained and lost rocky i know has calculated his I bet he has. Yeah, I put on two hundred and forty-five kilos with highway on my plate, <laughs> and I have lost two hundred and ten kilos while start trying to be on a diet. 
So you so mean why, that's a yo-yo? Those are the amount of kilos you put on loss. Yeah, on loss. so you know, I was I was 90 kilos when we started the show. I was lean, but I was big. So I was 90 kilos, lean 90 kilos. Then I went to 105. Then I dropped down to 92. Then I went to 110. Then I dropped down to 94. Then I went to 115. I dropped down to 92 again. So my gain loss and gain loss. I've totally put on 245 and lost 210. Now I'm 125 kilos, which is 35 kilos more than what I was. So I have put on 35 kilos of weight, which is a lot of good food, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Okay, I won't tell you how much I put on loss because it's not much. Maybe yes, it's three, not two three it kilos. Depends maybe. on depends on if you're wearing your shoes or not. If you're wearing your shoes, you put on <laughs> one and a half kilos. If you're not, then you haven't put on any weight. Take a walk in the rain, maybe another half kilo. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this one last email before we get into the. Mukwoodland, Haba, and Chola Baturas, and Nongpo and stuff. This is Hi Rocky Muir Abhinav Prashant. I'm a big fan of Homp. It's such a refreshing experience. Every time a new podcast comes up for a particular state, conversations about good food, humor, travel memories with good friends are a thing that we all need in these times. Really look forward to more journeys once we are this. Stay rocking, Deep Veer. Deep Veer, Veera, you dust kithe jana hai? Tu bhi saath chaliyo. That's the plan, guys. Uh, the plan is to get a group of people together who are really interested in the show. And get that group together, and then do some crowdfunding for the show itself, and then uh, get the show back on the road and shoot it. I mean, whatever name we're going to shoot it under, of we course. We call it Rocky and Mayur ride again. Rocky and Mayur ride again. Yeah, I like the sound of that. And <laughs> that, that, I think that that'll be a good time. And that'll be called Rumra. Rocky Mayur ride again. R M R A. Rumra. Rumra, <laughs> which is more decent sound than Hom. Now, Mayur, bata yar, what is the date? Palm Jaggery Gurkhas, and you listed some very exotic things that I don't even remember. <laughs> was I there when all this was eaten? Yes. <laughs> this we were in this place called Kharupetia, and we were right near the the bus station, and we stopped at this place, and there they were making these rasgullas, the larger ones, and then dipping them in date palm jaggery, deep, thick, caramelly, tasty stuff. I mean, they. claim they've been making them long before the rasgullas were thought of but we are not going to get into that controversy right and in right. fact we tried these same gurkhas at a place called lakhimi cabin in in um, in guwahati also along with like the sweet pitikas because they love their sweet along with everything else yeah so so the gurkha for all of you who don't know what the gurkha is gur is like gur gur what we call gur or jaggery and uh, the gurkha is like a rasgulla it's in fact exactly like a rasgulla it can be really light and fluffy or it can be a slightly heavier like the rasgulla is all over the country and it's got jaggery in it so it's brown in color and it is less sweet because it doesn't have that really cloying sweetness of the clear sugar that they use in rasgulla so it is really nice i mean you can easily have like 10 if you're a guy who has like two rasgullas or if you're a guy or girl who have like one or two rasgullas and that's it you can have at least six of these because they are just tastier somehow What's the other stuff? The Mukwood Bhaba Chola Bhaturas. By the way, uh, was this the place where, for a while, there was this group with flags? They had blocked the road, and then we had to reason with them and get past the road. And because I have photographs of me holding this this bamboo thing and drinking. No, that was again. That was that was Bengal again. We were on our way to Darjeeling, so that was different. Okay, that was different. Sorry. Chol Bena, Chol Bena was our walk ride. Oh right. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No, this place was different, and this 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 Kharupetia place was when we stepped out. There was a panwala guy, and he was doing all these fancy things. He was doing different shapes with pan and stuff. I think we shot that also. Oh yeah, I remember that flowers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool. And then uh, he had that pita also. We had the pita over there. 
You remember the pita? It's like, like uh, you know, that, that rice flour sort of pancake, which has spices inside. It looks like a small dosa. The patashe ka pita we had, which had like a sweet kheer kind of rice and milk in it. And there were like lots of different kinds of pitas. Correct. So that was our meandering way through Assam. And like I said, we've been there several, several times. Uh, guys, just be ready with your concluding stories. And I just have a few mails that I want to take care of before that. This is from Hey Abhinandan, Prashant, Rocky and Muir. This is from Karthik. Just made some kadai chicken and garlic naan at home along with some coriander chutney and sirke wala piyaz. Enjoying it. Hope you guys are well fed too during these uncertain times. Miss Delhi food because now I live in Bangalore. I remember that one hump episode of Odisha where Rocky and Mayur went to the roadside eatery and the two brothers who ran it were named Una and Tuna and they had a Luna scooter and Rocky was like, Una, Tuna ki Luna. Yeah, that, that sounds like Rocky though. That completely cracked me up. These sort of quick, quick humor and also the great places you showed in your show made it so great and different. Hump till date is my favorite food show. Look forward to having you guys get on the road with yet another series. Thanks, Karthik. Thanks for your support. Hopefully that'll happen soon. As soon as all this depressing shit of lockdowns is behind us. And Jamini has sent us a 10-minute documentary on Parsi food that she made in Calcutta. Wow, Jamini, wow. that was fantastic. The link is below. If you go to the newslaundry.com podcast, uh, you know, however my podcast page, we'll have we'll put the link there. So Jamini, other people can also see this. Sorry, not Jamini, my bad. Jamin. Jamin Rajni. Jamin, people can see your documentary. The link is on this episode's page on newslawney.com. So do, do check it out. And finally, Karthik says, Team Homp, you guys could have discussed states in the podcast in the order in which you traveled them. Chronology to samajhiye. Sarkar, ab chronology samaj gaye. But the problem is, we have done such a mishmash. We've been to some places twice, then we've cut them, cut through them. Like we've done Delhi to Kanyakumari along the East Coast, then the West Coast. Then we've done Coast to Coast separately from Kutch to the Sundarbans. Then we've done Delhi to Assam and beyond by road. Then we've flown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and more importantly, you know, everybody knows what they want. They don't know what they need. So if we start shooting in Delhi and then tell you all about Rajasthan for, for you know, in one podcast, the next podcast, we talk about Haryana. And then in the next podcast, we talk about Gujarat and then Maharashtra. The food doesn't change that much from bordering state to bordering state. So you'd get bored of the way it's going here. In fact, we used to we used to hard pressed uh, we used to be hard pressed even on the show to show you guys something new and different in every episode. Now people tell us why did you show us like for example in Ludhiana there's a place called Aman Chicken and there's a place called Bawa Chicken and they were like why did you show us like all the four best places in Ludhiana because if you show you like two episodes of nothing but chicken you'd get bored and we would get bored presenting it. So we have to bring variety. So this is what we are doing with every podcast we take you to a different corner of the country. Completely different flavor, completely different stories, completely different feel to the whole thing. And uh, that's why you enjoy the show. See, that's what you need. That's why you need us to do it. The chaos and confusion of not knowing where you're going to land up next week in this country while still sitting at home. It could be Kerala, it could be Andhra Pradesh, it could be Assam. There's fun in the madness and not knowing. And Prithvi says, Hi, Niku, Rocks and Mayo. have always been a huge fan of Hom. Used to jam on the show and now the podcast makes me nostalgic. Luckily, we have lots of time due to the lockdown. So, binging the podcast was not a big deal. Really enjoyed all of them. Can't wait for more. Thanks, Prithvi. Lovely. Prithvi, Prithvi, you mean the world to us. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Saurav says, Thank you for the podcast. I'm one of your early loyal viewers. Often ridiculed at home for watching another Homp episode for the umpteenth time. In the clutter of so many food and travel programs, I believe Homp 
has the chops to recreate the stickiness and add to the legions of fans and bring down the average age of that coterie. Hats off to Mayur that he dug his heels in maintaining his vegetarian lineage, having spent too much, so much time with one of the most celebrated carnivores of our time. And gents, you in a nano was a bit too much. Yeah, the Coast to Coast series. The Scorpio in your Chandigarh episode probably is more like it. <laughs> yeah, but the nano, you have no idea what kind of troubles the nano threw up. Or in fact, even a Centro, because, you know, I had a Centro like 25 years ago. And Mayur has a, still has his dad's old Centro, which is, for some reason, his dad won't sell and Mayur won't uh, encourage him to. But when we sit in the front seat together, it is ridiculous because our shoulders are like shoving each other out of the car. So, you know, if we open the door, one of us would fall out. That's how tiny the space is. So the Centro was too much fun because we kept pushing each other out of the way. Antony Nano. Haha, ha, Nano, I'm saying Nano and also the Centro. But the Nano Nano was a lot of What's fun. What's wrong with mentioning two car companies? Maybe the next one will be sponsored by Samsung. <laughs> Who knows? <yeah. laughs> yeah. Sorry, by Hyundai Centro. Oh, so, the, so the Centro is small, but the Nano is even smaller. So you can just imagine what happened to us inside that Nano. We were beating the living daylights out of each other after every shot because we were all over each other. <laughs> and that is quite a gross. We did some great journeys on, on that though. And the coast to coast. Yeah, in fact. We played touch football and, and we went and had the car blessed at this church that or we went to look for a place, a church, remember? Anyway, we'll get to that when we go coast to coast. Let's come yes. back to Assam. Guys, before we say goodbye to our listeners, leave me with your parting story from Assam that is very special to you. My favorite place just for beauty when, when we ate in Assam was that place in Sonitpur, Samaro Endi's Dhaba, right by the highway, brightly lit in different colors, painted on that bamboo, bamboo huts on the stilts and then they had the main restaurant and then they had this side little areas where you had your own individual hut of a different color and seven to eight people could eat there. And then they had duck and pork and chicken and fish and lots of tengas and I think that's where Rocky had the pudi mass also. And then they explained to us that it's on the stilts because first we were trying to figure out why it was called ND Staba and we had all sorts of funnies in there. I don't know if Rocky remembers what, what we thought ND is like come and rest ND Staba. And then we found out that the owner was called Nitul Das. So it was ND on Nitul Das. We have some and great pictures there. We have some fantastic yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and And at that time, if you remember, we were still like always shooting without the tri tripods. And Rocky kept having fun because every time we jump on the little cane wood path, the connecting area between the huts, the whole camera would shake. He's like, the camera guys are going to kill me. Then he'd go running up and he'd jump up and down, shake it again. Yes. Rocks, yours. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. And then when we had packed up and we were putting our stuff back into the car, I remember the camera guys went running out again because a rhino had just appeared behind the restaurant. Yes. And all the village kids ran screaming all over yeah. the place and the rhino went right into the middle of the field. And these guys went running back and took the shot of the rhino from that restaurant. And uh, yeah, so my story is, is my favorite story of Assam will always be uh, the wildlife of Assam. I mean, Kazi Ranga is just one of those hotspot divers, hotspots uh, of just, it is incredible. I mean, the flora, the fauna, the kind of life it has is completely unmatched by any other wildlife sanctuary in the world. And that is why I keep going back to Kaziranga. I must have been there like about 15 times. It's like I said, it's one of my favorite states. I love the food. I love the people. And I love Kaziranga. I mean, completely it is, you know, I would just, I would spend all my time in Kaziranga if I had a choice. So it's really great. But you know, no story of a Sam is complete without the story of rice. And while we, you know, it's a humble thing that most people forget. I, I don't know if you guys remember that sticky black rice, which is called yeah. uh, Kola Joha, uh, which was really fantastic. You know, and then there's the Kunkuni, 
the kunkuri is like this small uh, johar rice, which is it's like highly aromatic. And that is my favorite rice. I mean, uh, apparently this is uh, this is like an incredible rice because we've eaten it, Mayur and I. It's called komal sol, and komal sol is uh, rice that you don't have to cook. You just immerse it in water, and then you take it out after some time and you eat it. So that used to be, you know, like a staple for armies that are out in the field and they don't want to make fires at night, so they can't be spotted. They just put the rice into a glass of water and then take it out and eat it, and it's ready to eat. So Assam is the home of rice. I mean, that is, it's a beautiful rice belt, some incredible food, incredible stories, incredible music. I mean, if you hear the Assamese music of Bhupen Azarika, and you may not understand what he's singing, but it'll transport you. And to understand why Assam connects so deeply with, with the human soul, no matter who you are or where you're from, just listen to Bhupen Hazarika and you'll know the connection that Assam offers. So when you get down there and get out of the big city, which is now Guwahati, I mean, I remember getting out of the Guwahati airport for the first time. I'd gone there in 1994, 95. I remember getting out and I was in jungle, thick jungle. And now, you know, 25 years later, when you get out of the Guwahati airport, you're in a city, you're in a big city with a flyover and everything is really, really changed. But that connect is still absolute. And as soon as you start driving out of Guwahati, as soon as you get out of the big city, you are in paradise. So for me, Assam will always be that. So I have several great memories, but this is one thing that has only happened to me at the Guwahati airport. On my right wrist, I have a, a joint uh, joining titanium plate because I had shattered my wrist a few years ago, several years ago, in I think 20, 2009, 10, 11 sometime. So I carry a certificate because, you know, sometimes metal detectors beep and I have to show that I have, you know, I have an x-ray that shows the... No place asks for it, I always carry it. Only one airport, the security asked me that you're saying that the, the detector is going off because you have a metal inside your arm. Let me see the medical certificate. And I was like, yaar... Nas New York airport pe na London And of course, one thing I have to say about Guwahati is guys, and this happened to me each time I went there. There are two places in the country which have the most stunning landscapes. One is Guwahati, one is Vishakapatnam. Like you can go from this mountain top to the beach in Vishakapatnam in like a one-hour drive. You know that cliff you climb up. We guys did a shot over there as well. Now Vishakapatnam to a lesser extent. Guwahati is so dirty, man. I mean, there is no reason there should be so many plastic bags and dumps all over here when you're driving. And it, it breaks my heart because Guwahati, it hits you because it is so much in contrast to the natural beauty. So if anyone can do anything about that and you're listening, clean it up, man. It's one of the most beautiful cities I've been to. And it's a pity that it's, it's, it's so dirty. So yeah. So guys, before we wind up, write in to homp2020 at gmail.com with your food stories. Subscribe to your newsletter. Become part of the community that will get Rocky and Muir back on the road because until you can't hit the highway, we will bring the highway to you through this podcast. And once all this insanity is over, let's get these two men back out there doing what they do best. That's traveling, eating and bringing you some incredibly funny and fun stories from all across this country. So lads, let's get the food coats, shall we? Okay, boys. So who's going first today? May I? Yes. Assam is winning hearts while taking care of all body parts. Beauty that's easy on the eye. Asam pet bhi bhare, while dil hum hum kare. Wow, wow, wow. wow. Lovely. Wow. <laughs> Asam is wonderful for duck, for rice, and of course the incredible pigeon curry. When you come here, the world seems to slow down and time goes slow and you'll never be in a hurry. Wow. 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 It is the land of the scary bhut jalokya. 
but I'll come to Assam bar bar because remember when it comes down to the food, it is the land of the pitika, the tenga, and the khar. Wow, wow. too good. Well, uh, we didn't even touch upon the khar, by the way. So while we leave you, the khar is this sort of is one of the only uh, uh... astringent. It's an astringent taste. It's made by burning the core of the banana plants, usually of the banana tree, the stem. They burn it, and then you get the ash. Then you filter it through water, and then you use it in vegetables. And it's it's really nice and astringent. It dries your mouth out. It also cleanses your palate for before you eat. Yes, and, and the, the, the word the word that I was looking for is alkaline. It is also one of the very few alkaline foods that you eat. So it is completely brilliant, and khar is everywhere. You know, they they burn these long fronds of of palm, and they and they take dried banana leaves and they burn them on these palm fronds. And the ash is used to make khar, and it is just absolutely brilliant. So get down to Assam, eat the food, have lots of fun. It's been great chatting about it. I don't want to end, but I think time is up, so we have to go. Yes, we showed up. Poor producers also need to sleep. It's late at night. And before we go, I'd like to remind all of you once again. Whatever city you're in, do make sure no one goes hungry in your city or town. Identify whichever other organizations, whether government or non-government, that are contributing and feeding the hungry. They are migrant labor stuck all across the country in these times of lockdown. Those of us who have the privilege of having full bellies and full refrigerators, let's step up. In fact, News Laundry will be doing a piece and putting together organizations in different cities that are working to get food to those who don't have any. So if you can, in whatever small way, even if it's sponsoring one meal or you know two meals or ten meals or a thousand meals, one of our uh, listeners has actually sent me a mail saying she gave twenty-seven thousand rupees to their foundation that I had recommended in the last podcast. Thank you so much for that, ma'am. I won't give your name because you might want, not want to share it, and 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 you've been most generous. So you know that's the organization we are working with in Delhi. Find the organization while we talk about food and travel. Let's make sure no one in our cities under our watch starves to death. Good message, Deku. Absolutely, for all the people who love food, uh, you know, let, let's just share whatever little we have. Let's put it out there. Uh, let's all let's all get together and and sort this out because this will be over soon. It may not happen on the third of May. It may continue for a little longer, but sooner or later it'll be over. And and let's take care of fellow Indians. With that message, good night, lads. Until we meet again, which state should we take them to next time? Mayur, come on, your call. Are we taking them to the hills or to the ocean? Let's go down south this time. We were just down south last episode from Kerala. Yeah. How about Kashmir, Jammu and Kashmir and Ladakh? You want to do that? Ooh, That'll be a long good episode. Idea. Good idea. Good idea. But are we doing one episode because now that's that's separate? That's like a no. But when we did it, was one state because when we did Telangana and Andhra also one state. So I guess we should do it in the order that we did it. Ah, we don't care as about always, the rest. Let's be politically incorrect. Yes, yes, we will do it as we will do it as the state we visited, which was Jammu Kashmir and Ladakh. Yes, while we fondly think of Bombay and Bangalore and Madras, we will also head to Jammu Kashmir and Ladakh. Yes. <laughs> Good night, okay. lads. See you guys. Bye. Bye. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.